everyone. I'm Max from AFM.Arrow. Welcome to the Pilot Training Connect podcast, where we interview leaders from the pilot training industry to learn more about their organization and their views of the industry. Every week, we invite an industry leader to sit down with us to share their knowledge and views. And this week, I have the great pleasure to be joined by Nick Cressy, Vice President of Airplane Operations of Hillsborough Aero Academy. Hillsborough Aero Academy is a well-known US-based flight school which just recently signed a training partnership with Alaska Air Group for an Ascend Pilot Academy and a Cadet Pilot Program Partnership with Vietnam's largest low-cost carrier, Vietjet. Welcome to the Pilot Training Connect podcast, Nick. Thanks for having me, Max. Um, so, uh, Nick, I have uh, seen Hillsborough uh, constantly in the market research that we do uh, over the past six months. It seems to be that you're going from uh, growth to growth, you're announcing new partnerships, you are not only in the US, but also in uh, in Southeast Asia. So I think there will be a lot of people who are really interesting, uh, really interested in your uh, kind of activities. So can you just give a brief introduction to Hillsborough Aero Academy, and then also maybe a bit about yourself and your background? Sure, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so Hillsborough Aero Academy, we're a flight school. Uh, we do both fixed wing and rotor wing operations, and we've been in business for, for over 42 years, so quite a long history. We are we focus mostly on uh, international training. However, we have a new partnership with Alaska Air Group, and so we also are quite active in, in the domestic market in the U.S. as well. Um, so... We've been working on new uh, pilot development programs and uh, and a lot of B2B stuff recently, and we're really excited for the future of, of aviation going forward. Can you can you give us a brief idea about kind of the size of the operation of Hillsborough uh, Aero Academy? Like how many how many aircraft do you have? How many students do you train? Uh, just so people get kind of an idea of of your operations. Sure. Yeah. So we have over 90 fixed wing aircraft and uh, we we train, you know, between, you, you know, depending on incoming and out, outgoing students, we train somewhere between four and six hundred students at a time. Oh, that, that's that's really fantastic. And are you located uh, in one location in the U.S.? Do you have multiple bases? Um, what, what, what is your geographical footprint? Yeah, so we have uh, two fixed wing bases and one rotor wing base. Our uh, headquarters is in Hillsboro, Oregon, and that's where we do fixed wing only. And then we also have another fixed wing uh, location in Redmond, Oregon, which is about three hours southeast of Portland. And that's on the other side of the Cascade Mountains. So it's a totally different flight environment. Uh, we have over 300 days of, of sunny weather there in Redmond. So we do a lot of our, our accelerated training there in Redmond. And then we also have uh, our, our rotor wing school in Troutdale, Oregon, which is just on the other side of Portland. Uh, so it's kind of on the east side of Portland uh, at the base of the Columbia Gorge in Oregon. Okay, that's, that's fantastic. That's that's also, so I, I know of Hillsborough uh, Aero Academy since I think it was around 2017 or so. And I know that the, the brand is quite well known uh, around the world. Can you just share um, 
maybe some references that uh, Hillsborough Aero Academy has trained in the past in terms of maybe different geographical markets, in terms of different uh, uh, institutional partnerships, be it with airlines or be it with colleges? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, we we had been big in the in, in training uh, pilots from from China, multiple airlines from China, such as China Eastern, Air China, Shandong Airlines, um, uh, Junyao Airlines, uh, etc. So we we had done a lot of uh, training for of pilots from from China in the past. Uh, more recently, now we we do more training with with pilots from Korea, South Korea. And we have partnership with Korean Aeronautical University, KAU, which is a university which feeds cadets into the Korean air system. So we've been doing training, a lot of training like that. We also have students from, uh, I think in our history, I think our list is maybe 75 countries worldwide, individual students. So definitely uh, not shy to, to have cadets from from anywhere across the world and 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 train them depending on what their training needs are yeah i i uh i am i can absolutely see that because and i can uh, confirm that because i'm uh, located here in dubai in the united arab emirates and i almost see on a weekly basis hillsborough uh aero academy as like part of you know a few google ads that i see um so i've i've known that historically hillsborough has been really well known uh, on the international uh, international scene. Can you just um, maybe share of, you know, um, how when the pandemic hit, uh, there, there must have been a bit of a change in strategy at Hillsborough, uh, you know, with travel restrictions in place and all that. How, how, how did you manage to deal with that? Yeah, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, we we had we started having a lot of trouble at being an international flight school with you know getting students in on visas or maybe students wanted to delay their training to kind of see how COVID and the industry was going to respond to it. And so for us, you know, yeah, we did see uh, a little bit of a decline of of students as as time wore on in the pandemic. And so the way that we decided to respond there was to try to strengthen the systems that we we had in place. So that when inevitably the pandemic sort of um, starts to starts to loosen up a little bit, regulations loosen up, and people are more comfortable, uh, that we're ready to to handle the the large amount of of students that we that we think are are coming our way and have been coming our way uh, for the last year or so. So we spent a lot of time and energy, uh, for example, on our, uh, our on our IT infrastructure. So you know, being, being a larger flight school, you know, training as, as many students, as I mentioned before, 400 plus students at any given time, you really have to know how the students are doing in their training and, and what you can do to make sure that nobody falls through the cracks and that the, the customers are happy. So we spent a lot of time uh, working with the software, our flight management software, and pulling all the data from that, putting it on our own database, and then creating these really flexible and really great management tools and dashboards that our managers can use, which we're, we're currently using uh, to, to a large extent now um, with all the students that, we're, that we've been getting recently. And, and I think it'll, it'll, it's one of those things where I think it'll 
help us be really strong in the future as well as we increase our student numbers. Yeah. And so I think that was a, a phenomenal decision that our, our CEO made to, to invest in in that yeah. type of infrastructure to make us solid for the future. Okay. I, I know as well that um, uh, Hillsborough has a number of uh, college partnerships in the U.S. Um, can, you, can you just share uh, uh, some of the ones which have uh, partnerships with you? Sure. We have a, a partnership with Liberty, uh, Purdue University, Multnomah, which is a, a local college uh, in Portland, and Portland Community College. So we have a couple different college partnerships. And so I, I think that that sets us up really well for any uh, potential pilots who, who also want to get uh, a two-year or four-year degree along with their flight training, then we can, we can definitely help them out and, and work with them through any one of those uh, colleges. Fantastic. And uh, I know one of the very unique features about uh, Hillsborough as in terms of being a U.S. flight school with an international market focus is that you issue F-1 visas. Can you just share uh, kind of what it means to be able to issue an F-1 visa and what the advantages of such a visa are for uh, international aspiring pilots who, who go and do their training with you? Yeah, I think the F-1 visa is a, is a really, really important thing for, for us and for the pilots that train at, at HAA. So what the F-1 visa allows is it allows the students, once you finish the, the CFI or maybe the CFII, MEI, then it allows some working experience for the students. So they don't have to go home once they finish the course. They can stay here and they can, they can work for us. They can work for you know, another company for uh, up to 23.5 months. So that's really useful because then you can, you can come to HEA, uh, get your licenses, and then build your time up to whatever your authorities' uh, minimums are. So that might be, you know, 1,000 hours or 1,500 hours. So I think that's a, that's a huge benefit for the students that come here is it allows that, that longer amount of time of, of working experience that they're eligible for. Oh, that that is really uh, that is really fantastic to hear, and I know there's only very very few uh, flight schools uh, or flight let's just say flight training organizations because some are are colleges as well, uh, so flight training organizations who have this ability um, uh, in the U.S. Um, can you just share, um, especially you know what I mentioned right at the beginning, some of the recent announcements? So now that we've kind of emerged as an industry out of the pandemic. Can you just share uh, some of the key um, growth initiatives that that you have announced over the past six months? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our, our biggest initiative, our, our, our biggest partnership that we've recently signed is, is with Alaska Air Groups, as you mentioned before. And that's a really unique cadet program in, in my eyes as you know, we're the only uh, flight flight academy uh, so far that's that's working with them for training their pilots, and and I think they've done done a really good job, sort of identifying some of the barriers in the industry for for people to become pilots and realize the dream of becoming a pilot. They've done a really good job working with banks to secure funding, low interest rates, but they're also offering uh, over twenty six thousand dollars in a stipend 
to pay for the commercial training as well. And uh, so I, I think, you know, airlines in the future, I think Alaska kind of being one of, one of the first to kind of look at those financing options, secure financing options, uh, and then also providing that stipend, you know, I think those are the, the big things that I think are going to continue to happen in the industry as time wears on, especially next year in, in 2023. And, and what um, I, I saw uh, at this announcement, it was uh, phenomenal and, and quite fantastic. Congratulations uh, to you on that. Um, how much do you think that will um, expand uh, Hillsborough from its kind of current uh, infrastructure, current capacity, current operations, uh, knowing that Alaska Air Group is, you know, one of, one of the largest uh, players in the U.S.? Yeah, right now we have plans to train between 200 and 250 students for Alaska Air Group per year. And, you know, we, we do have the current capacity to be able to do that. Um, and we're always looking for the right kinds of, of partners uh, to be working with. Yeah, so we should be able to handle that, that number of students without further expansion of the school. Um, however, you know, I, I think that there are, there are so many other uh, airlines and businesses and, and individual students who would love to become pilots or um, would love us to train pilots. So I think you know, potentially in the future, we will have to look at uh, expansion depending on what happens in the future. Okay. And I, I know the second huge announcement, which I think also surprised uh, a lot of people in the industry was really this announcement from, I think it was around a week ago or so, where you uh, were announced by Vietjet, which is uh, the largest low-cost carrier in Vietnam, uh, which has over 300 aircraft uh, on order yet to be delivered, I think around something like 350, uh, that you are one of uh, their cadet pilot program training partners. Can you just kind of share, um, you know, with with everyone who's, who's listening, um, kind of what that program is about. And uh, I, I know previously, if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong here, you were already uh, a Vietnamese approved flight school. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So we, we were already approved by the CAAV. And yes, we're really, really excited to be working with Vietjet in the future. Uh, obviously, Vietnam is seeing some, some large, some, some big growth in aviation and and so we're really excited to see uh, where this goes with with Vietjet and and hopefully to be training some some of their cadets uh, here shortly in the future. So that's that's really exciting for us. That, that is really fantastic. And just a follow up question, because I know until now, you know, these are uh, really two big um, let's call them B2B uh, or like, you know, airline program announcements that Hillsborough has made in the last six months. Um, would you say that uh, Hillsborough has um, somewhat shifted from kind of uh, the B2C uh, target focus, which, you know, the majority of the industry had throughout the pandemic uh, to now, you know, where the large B2B airline kind of program uh, programs are coming back to the flight school? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think we're still very focused on, on B2C. And we really want to make sure that we're uh, a, a adaptable and a, and a diverse uh, company. You know, I think the, the the diversity of our of our the different type of business that we have really helped us through the pandemic as well. To where 
we weren't oversaturated in any one market. And so, you know, we were kind of able to make it through the pandemic uh, that way. So I don't think we're necessarily shifting focus to B2B because we really want to be a strong uh, uh, training option for individual students as well. But I will say that we have seen a lot more interest uh, in the B2B space recently. And, you know, that's, that's also something that I think we do very, very well. Um, you know, we have a lot of experience in, in training uh, thousands of cadets uh, B2B, you know, especially those cadets from, from China and South Korea and Japan and, and other places around the world. So, you know, I, I think that's just due to the amount of interest that's currently going on um, in the industry. Oh, fantastic. Really fantastic. And you, you alluded to something earlier, um, which, um, which was around, you know, Alaska Air kind of, uh, Alaska Air Group um, uh, potentially setting a new trend in, in the industry, specifically in regards to the financing of uh, pilot training programs. Because I think, as, as we all know, the cost uh, to deliver flight training has gone up really dramatically uh, this year. Um, what would you say are the key trends that that you're seeing um, from like the Hillsborough uh, perspective that are happening within the flight training industry? Yeah, you know, I think I think that the airlines are are trying to look for for creative ways to expand the the pilot pool, and so I think a lot of different strategies are are being looked at right now. So. You know, one of the things that the airlines are, from, from my perspective, that some of the airlines are now looking at is dropping the four-year degree requirement and, and taking more of like a, a human resources, you know, interview style approach to make sure that they're, they're filtering and, and finding the right kind of cadets to go into their, into their training system. And the other thing is, you know, because I think that to get into aviation and to want to fly for an airline like Alaska or, you know, American or United, something like that, it, it's always been very difficult because those those main lines would require a four-year degree, but also the the flight training as well. And that's very, very expensive. And if you don't have, you know, loans, then there's just there's very few people that that would be able to afford four-year degree and flight training, let alone the the deferred wages and the wages that you you would be um, that you would be getting kind of first year, you know, getting you know getting into the industry as a commercial pilot. So, um, so I think that those are all the things that are being looked at right now. I, I see that the the regionals ha are are all increasing their their first officer, first year first officer uh, wages uh, as well as their captain wages, and uh, so there's a lot of talk about the the things that are happening currently as we speak right now. Uh, to make it a little bit more attractive, not require the four-year degree, but also have increased wages when you go into the airline to hopefully sort of offset some of those loan repayments and things like that. So I think it's a huge advancement in the industry, uh, what we're seeing going on right now. And I think it'll it'll have to continue into the future to make sure that we can uh, grow that um, that pool of pilots that airlines can pull from. I, I uh, couldn't I couldn't agree more with you, right? Like the pilot profession or the attractiveness of the pilot profession suffered so greatly in the pandemic, right? Because there's all this uncertainty and, you know, young people then uh, were like, okay, but you know, what if I start my pilot training now? It's so expensive. What if there's another wave? Will I lose my job? Uh, and then on top of that, flight training has become more expensive. 
so I, I feel um, airlines or some airlines are really leading the way in addressing both these things, as you said, making the pilot profession more attractive by higher uh, higher uh, compensation and then to supporting the the funding mechanism uh, i have a, a quite uh, um, a slightly um, uh, similar question but it's also a bit of a unique question um, did you see an increase in interest um, uh, in terms of people wanting to become a pilot when the latest Top Gun movie was released? <laughs> That's a really interesting question. Um, you know, we <laughs> I will say that we have seen an increase in interest from, from domestic pilots uh, for sure recently. And so, you know, there's, there's a couple of different theories that we have on why that might be. I never thought of it in that way. Maybe the new Top Gun movie is, is getting people excited about aviation, so. You might be onto something there. That could be the case. I just saw it myself recently. Uh, I think you know a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was pretty good. So, oh yeah, same with me. So I uh, for for I didn't see it for like two or three months, and I just saw it last week. I was also blown away. And the, the, you know the reason why I ask is because we learned from our network that there have been flight schools, one flight school in particular, in Europe, which even used it and ran ads. Uh, in the cinema before uh, before the movie uh, screening, and so um, we have learned from a number of flight schools that you know in the two months following the release of of such a movie, there was an increase in interest. Uh, India has just had the same; they had a Bollywood movie come out similar to Top Gun, which has also uh, increased the interest in pilot training. So maybe also the industry can do more to encourage you know blockbuster movies to to really, uh, you know, uh, strengthen the attractiveness of, um, of the pilot profession. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it can only help, you know, any, anything out, out there that can help inspire people to become pilots, I think is great. Cause it's such a, such a cool industry, you know, the, the flight industry and, and, uh, you know, I love to see people get started in their, in their careers. Fantastic. Um, let's, let's, let's switch gears slightly and let's talk about like some of the challenges. Uh, because I fully agree with you in terms of the trends that we're seeing, you know, uh, the industry is working on making it more attractive. There's a lot of media attention right now about, you know, pilots being in demand, which is causing a lot of interest again, and funding solutions are being looked into, uh, into. What about on the challenges side? Like, what are you seeing at Hillsborough from, uh, from an industry standpoint and also from a, a operational standpoint where you see potential obstacles in terms of being able to meet the demand that that the industry will have over the next few years yeah you know i think we're in a really interesting situation in the industry right now where you know we also have inflation going on and that's inflation in the us and worldwide so that's having a big effect on things like you know parts and and obviously a big component of that inflation number is is fuel as well the fuel prices have been extremely uh, variable recently, and and those are those are some of the, you know some of the things that we have to always be thinking about. And and how are we gonna how how are we gonna maneuver in this climate? The other thing that we're seeing is you know I think there's not only in the U.S. a big a big pilot shortage, but here in the U.S. we also have a mechanic shortage as well. So there's just so many different jobs. If you're a mechanic right now 
you can work for a flight school, you can work for an airline, you can, even if you have an A&P, I've even heard of other industries hiring AMPs, you know, and, and there's some, there's very, some very good careers and, and high paying jobs for mechanics in, in other industries as well, not just aviation. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that, uh, that is, is challenging for the industry. You know, how, how are we going to make sure that we are training enough mechanics as well to make sure that we can support the, the airplane fleets that are necessary to, to keep the industry going? You know, that, that is an excellent point, which, um, which I've heard of in the past, but it, it ha no one has really been as vocal about, uh, about it, about how a potential shortage of aircraft mechanics could impact flight school operations because especially someone the size of you know your operation that you have i'm sure you have a huge demand for uh amp uh, mechanics is um is hillsborough currently in the training space for aircraft maintenance technicians so we do have uh an apprentice program so we we do have uh, a number of 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 apprentices that are are training and, and getting the hours that they need um, so we, we do run that because we want to have our, our own sort of pipeline, you could say, you know, mechanic pipeline to, to eventually hire them as A and P's. And we also sponsor their A and P tests and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, so that, that's something that we're doing to try to keep up with it as well, but it's, it's an ongoing, you know, issue in the industry. I think the, the mechanic shortage. Okay. And, and what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, one of the big topics out there uh, is currently electrification of transportation. And, uh, you know, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Textron bought Pipistrel, uh, you know, the European manufacturer of uh, training aircraft, which are also now being integrated and used in uh, more and more flight schools. What is your view on, um, you know, uh, the introduction or integration of electric training aircraft in the flight training industry? Yeah, I think it's a really, a really interesting space. I, you know, I think that there's a lot of potential in the future for this to really catch on for sure. It's not necessarily something that we're, we're currently looking at uh, as far as HEA, but, you know, it's something that we definitely have a close eye on because, you know, to be able to, you know, fly an airplane that's electric, I think it comes with its, its set, a huge set of advantages and, and probably a, a set of challenges as well. I think it's really interesting. And I think it would be uh, really great to see that, that progress. And I'm sure it's going to progress a lot as, as time goes on. There's, there's so many technological advancements that are happening in the industry that, that, are, that are exciting, such as, you know, VR and AR simulators and all kinds of things that are going on. So, we're keeping a close eye on it and, and I, I hope it can catch on and, and be a successful thing for sure. Fantastic. Um, let me, let me uh, end this, this really great interview uh, by asking you if you were to look at the crystal ball, you know, uh, looking into the future and speculating a bit, um, how do you see the flight training industry and the pilot demand develop over the next two years? Yeah, I think that the pilot demand over the next two years, yeah, I think it's gonna be huge. Um, like you said, you know, through the pandemic, we're currently in a very unique situation where we had a lot of early retirements in the airlines. 
we're trying to backfill all of that. So in the next two years, I, I really um, a, a agree with the sentiment that a lot of airlines are going to be looking to create their own pilot development programs. They're going to be looking to secure finances for those programs, and they're going to be looking for really strong flight training providers uh, to work with that that can uh, do a really good job training their cadets, uh, training safe cadets, but also efficiently as well. So, you know, I, I'm really excited to see what happens in the industry in the next two years. We haven't seen this kind of uh, pilot development program uh, historically in the past because there just hasn't been this kind of pilot shortage. You know, when I was getting my my flight training, we didn't have a pilot shortage. It was the opposite. There were there's a lot of pilots and you had to, you know, build your your, your pilot resume in order to go to the airline. So things are shifting uh, drastically. And, and I think that the that the pandemic has had a big, big effect on that as well. So I'm really excited to see the different types of solutions that flight training providers and, and airlines put together in the next two years, because I think, you know, long term, that's going to set the industry up really, really well for the future to make sure that we can, we can provide the number of pilots that need to be in the pool for the industry to be successful. Um, so do you think, uh, I, I completely agree with you, and it's, it's something that we've been saying now since the beginning of 2021, that we actually predict that in 2023 and 2024, we're going to see record number of pathway slash cadet, you know, airline uh, programs. Do you think the flight training industry itself will be able to meet that demand? And I think you made a really good point already, which is that, you know, large established uh, airlines will be looking specifically to partner with um, schools which have the ability to scale, which have the uh, um, experience to also incorporate, you know, financing programs. So it sounds to me like uh, you and I were of, of a similar view that uh, we predict that the, the medium and large size flight training organizations over the next two years are just going to get much, much bigger. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment for sure. Um, you know, in the U.S., there are, you know, very few or sort of a, a small contingent or a small handful of, of schools that are, you know, medium to large size. In the U.S., most of the flight schools are are smaller operations, right? And that's sort of how the industry works with with pilot training. So I think that as these these opportunities come up, that airlines are going to start looking towards those those medium and large size flight schools, like you mentioned, and and I think that those schools, the ones that exactly like you said, the ones that have maybe the financial backing or the means or the 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 infrastructure in place to be able to expand, are are going to be the the ones who are going to be probably providing the the flight training for for the airlines and the B two B space in the future for sure. It's um it's it's really it's really amazing to to speak with someone uh, such as yourself who is so uh, excited and optimistic about the future. Uh, I, I remember when we when we did um, when we did these interviews around one and a half years ago. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of um, um, yeah, mostly uncertainty, right? So people were didn't know where this industry, you know, what, what lay ahead, but it sounds like I'm very thankful for you taking the time today 
uh, and to share with everyone your excitement and your optimism uh, for the future. Yeah, my pleasure, Max. No problem. Anytime. Okay. Um, and just so uh, for anyone listening, if anyone wants to learn more about Hillsborough Aero Academy, uh, please check out their website, flyhaa.com. Uh, um, or connect with Link, uh, with Nick on uh, LinkedIn. Nick, you're on LinkedIn, right? Yep, I'm on LinkedIn. Feel free. If anybody has questions, feel free to send me a message. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Nick. I, uh, I uh, hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much, Max. You too.